we're back with the Danger Room's 24 Days of Christmas. This year, we're doing one episode per affiliation, each with its own special guest. We made an effort this year to bring in some guests from all over the world. Sit back, listen, and Merry Christmas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Christmas episode of the Danger Room. Today, I have Espy from Spain with me. Espy, introduce yourself and tell the listeners what you're representing. Hi, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Really, thank you for having me. And so, yeah, I'm here to talk to you guys about X-Men, which has been a real passion of me since the past year and a half, approximately. So this list you have, you've given to me and the listeners is very, well, kind of unorthodox, I think. But if we want to get started, you can read off what, what's in your 10. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, like before reading the, the, you know, the exact characters, basically, I would like to give a little bit of thought about my train of thought, basically, when building the list. And the, and the way I play it, basically, is I'm kind of a, a conservative player in the way that, you know, I don't really like dice, right? <laughs> I, I prefer to avoid dice in any, in any shape or form. And so basically, you know, when I, when I play, I always try to win by outscoring my opponent and depending, making him depend on his dice trying to kill me rather than me trying to do anything with my dice, right? And so, you know, the list that I got is basically, it has basically like a plan A and a plan B. The plan A is playing X-Men uh, when I have priority, and the plan B is playing uh, Black Order uh, when I don't have priority. And so basically what I have is uh, as a Storm, car- sorry, as X-Men characters, I have a Storm, uh, Beast, Logan, uh, X-23, uh, and then Honey Badger. And then as my Splash characters, I have uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Hulk, Beta Ray Bill, Thanos, with you know the senior Thanos, <laughs> with the reality and the, uh, and the Space Jam, and then Ultron, Metan Terran. We could get started with uh, your affiliated X-Men here. I think Storm is the no-brainer, right? She's kind of just been the fulcrum of all X-Men since their existence in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I tried, you know, when they did the nerf to the to the leadership, I tried as well uh, Cyclops, uh, but he wasn't really my style. Uh, as I was uh, sharing, I, I like avoiding dice, and, and Cyclops is one of the most dice-dependent characters in the game, I believe. So it wasn't fitting, it wasn't really fitting my, my game style. I've played a good amount of Cyclops, and it's probably worth talking about him now. I really like Cyclops. I think he's fun. I think his leadership might have a place. I haven't played enough of his leadership to find that yet. He's very extreme. His turns where he rolls well are insane. And his turns where he rolls bad are kind of whatever. But sometimes he doesn't have to roll super well to roll wilds and push people off points, which can be useful. Yeah, I found absolutely the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Cyclops. He's in my X-Men list at the moment. I do think his leadership might have seen or might have a better reception from more competitive players, but Ultron, I think, is taking the spotlight. And we'll get to Ultron here in a minute, but Ultron just really loves Storm leadership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how have you felt about the Storm leadership nerfs and like her buff, her slight buffs? And Yeah, I, I've, I mean, again, I've, I've been playing for like one year and a half. Uh, I started playing when they released X-23 and Honey Badger. And I mean... I think the nerf to the leadership, it seemed worse at the beginning when they released it. But then once you started playing it, I didn't find it so bad. Uh, like, I mean, the, the you know paying the power to do the X-Men hop is usually not a big issue because you, you only do it on, on, on turn one and or on round one. 
for the most part. And, you know, you usually do it with an X-Men character or with, or with Ultron. <laughs> and, you know, you don't need that power because you are using first class. If you are picking, uh, you know, an objective. And if, if not, if you are using it with Ultron, you are usually going to attack. And so you get the, you usually get the power back, right? And so that is not real. That is not really an issue. But you know, the the cover is where you really feel it. The the, the nerf to the leadership. But I still find it well. I, I also think that it, you know, kind of gives you something in exchange for playing well, right? Whereas before, you always got the cover, right? Now you at least need to place well, and, and you know, it, it is giving you something in exchange for for playing good and for placing at the right at the right spot with your characters. Yeah, so Storm's leadership is better if you already have cover now, which is pretty cool. Um, like you said, if you position properly, you can get cover and now then the reroll, which before you would just still get cover. So yeah, I agree with those takes. I do think some characters suffer more from the loss of cover. Like I think Pyro and Psylocke are two big ones, um, maybe Voodoo. It also allows you for some like funny plays. Like for example, I, I love to play the with Toad, right? Like when they when you pick an extra with Toad and they shoot you and, and you are, you know, maybe they are doing only one damage to you because you are blocking one. And then you reroll your success and you take just the two damage you need in order to <laughs> to, to hop, right? With with Toad. Yeah, that's actually cute. So yeah, pretty cool. And then Storm's buffs have been really great, like the buffs to her character. Her spender, her hurricane is slightly better. Her two power for lightning bolt is awesome, or just for extra dice, rather. Yeah, absolutely. And you can really feel it, you know, after round one or two, you can you, you can really feel it. Yeah, I really enjoy bringing Storm basically all the time. That's another knock against Cyclops' leadership is, like, you kind of want to play Storm anyway because she's such a good model that, like, she's on the table. So, like, why wouldn't I just play her leadership? But I think Cyclops leadership might have some plays. I just haven't really found them yet. Others have that seem fine, but enabling Ultron seems to be the best thing right now. Yeah, I was also kind of trying Cyclops together with Storm, like, you know, playing Cyclops, of course, in like central secures and then Storm in in open secures, right? But then what would happen is that basically, you know, when you wanted to play central secures, you were facing like the guardians, the defenders and all of that, that they were, you know, killing more than you, right? <laughs> with, with Cyclops. So that's that's why I was like, okay, so let's just play Black Order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cyclops doesn't, he has no consistency, right? Like, and he can just whiff and then you get nothing and he's sad. Um, but his leadership doesn't even do anything if you whiff, so... It can, it can be rough. But I do think he has a place in X-Men rosters. I think I don't think I dislike any of the X-Men 4 threats at this point. I think they all have a place, which is pretty cool. No, I was saying it's a tough decision, actually, to, to you know, to get rid of Rogue, to get rid of uh, Psylocke, you know, even even to old Wolverine, right? Because right now, old Wolverine, old Wolverine is very much playable. But in, in my case, it's just that they really don't fit my, my playstyle because they are like killy characters, right? I mean, for the most part, except for, for Rogue. But the rest are kind of killy, right? Like Psylocke, like Wolverine, and not really fitting my, my playstyle. Moving on, we could talk about Beast, another X-Men staple since Eternity. Beast probably fits your playstyle. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Beast is, is, is a monster. He's <laughs> he's just you know a staple in 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 all my rosters, uh, and you know even even against Guardians, you know where they are like killing you with uh, with energy. Uh, He's still very good, right? Because he has the rerolls, uh, he has, uh, you know, the displacement. Uh, 
he can move very fast uh, to to get away from from the guardians, <laughs> right? So you know, I love him even in the in the in the bad matchups. I, I'm still playing him. Yeah, Beast is just he's just a great role player. I try to every time I bring him, I'm always happy I brought him. I've also really enjoyed him lately into Bill. Every list has Bill, so uh, Beast can just keep throwing Bill away and <laughs> ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then we've got Logan, another X-Men staple since he came out, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Logan is a, is a no-brainer. I mean, um, particularly like in, in, in Portals with his uh, forward energy defense, uh, he's an absolute no-brainer, right? And then it's also very good for... Because, you know, when, when you have to switch, like, imagine if you are winning the game and suddenly, you know, they kill you a couple of characters and you need to switch to kill him, he's amazing at doing that. Yeah, Logan is, like, one of the best spider portals, pay-to-flip models in the game, easily. He just, everything about that crisis he likes, it's the four energy defense, the, he can throw people, he teleports back onto the objectives. Uh, he wants to be alone anyway, and the maps are really spread out. So, like, it's he's just crazy. He can win one v twos. It's really, really good. We have X twenty three here. I freaking love X twenty three. She's like my favorite <laughs> X Men three threat. She she usually never lets me down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's it's very consistent, right? At the end of the day, because she she does everything, right? She she can you know get cubes and heal. She can kill. She can move around. She does everything. She's just crazy good, indeed. Yeah, if I have to pick between X23 and Domino, I usually take X23 every time. I think the only time I would hesitate is if they're heavily Mystic, my opponent. But even that X23, it's not a huge difference. It's more for Logan. Hmm. I also think that it's also a decision maybe based on the meta, right? Because like when, when Malekith was everywhere, maybe Domino was a better choice, right? Because of the crits not exploding and all of that, and then she could, you know, give the incinerate so that the rest of your characters could kill him and so on. But right now, without Malekith around, I think that the best choice is X twenty three clearly for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I really have been enjoying X twenty three. And then our last affiliated model is Honey Badger, her little sister. Honey Badger is really cool. I don't know. Tell me about her. Yeah, Honey Badger is basically, you know, for some weird points right when i need a two and i need to go wide and stuff like that that's when i pick a honey badger i also needed a two threat for some points combination not only for my x-men pick but also for my black order pick and you know for my for my play style when i need to you know to, to get some extracts and then protect those extracts honey badger is doing great uh, on that on that role yeah cool i i mean would you does this two threat need to be affiliated I mean, could you could you splash another two threat? Yeah, so I mean, for for some time I was splashing a toad actually, which is yeah, of course the you know the, the, <laughs> the always the splash right for for the two threat. But then you know I found that that honey badger was you know in some matchups it was better, particularly in the black order uh, option uh, because you know I'm usually using black order when I'm in a central secure facing like guardians and stuff like that and for that it's very good the protection that she can offer and also again when i'm playing x23 you know giving her that protection to when she's picking up a couple of cubes and so on but i'm not really decided that to be honest i mean i think that toad is also a great choice so i think either of them is is, is a great choice i i do find that honey badger's lack of scoring can be a little rough sometimes especially with you kind of she kind of can't play on the pay to flips maybe i'm wrong on that but 
Another cool thing is the little sis, big sis catches people out more often than you would think. I want to ask about some of the other X-Men that aren't taken here. Just your thoughts on them for the listeners. I mean, have, so we could start with Colossus. Have you played much Colossus since he's been changed? Yeah, Colossus. I think I have played him like around 15 times, more or less, 15 to 20 times. I actually brought him to uh, the WTC. And he was my preferred choice for, of course, for, you know, for central secures. And also in some cases when I didn't have, I didn't have a, a priority and there was an F extract, I was picking up, you know, Colossus in order to double move and get the extract from my opponent, right? So that, you know, I could uh, still go 3-2. Uh, but I found him, you know, that he was not doing, for me, uh, at least he was not doing enough uh, for being a four threat, right? Because, you know, double moving and picking up an extract is something that also Lizard can do at the end of the day, or even Beast, right? That it's affiliated. It's a three threat. Uh, and then when I'm playing him to try to protect my team, I find that he's not doing enough. I mean, if he was, I guess if he had a, let's say, a normal bodyguard instead of a taunt, right? I think he, he, he would really do it, right? That's, you know, his bodyguard being a taunt, I'm, I'm not getting as much value as, as I expect from a fourth threat, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm happy they gave him the medium medium move. The the short move made zero sense. But yeah, they they swapped bodyguard for taunt. I'm it's if he had bodyguard, I would play him for sure. But he yeah, he doesn't do a great job of protecting your models in my experience because all the all the stuff that you really want to protect against can just move away from him easily. Like Malekith can charge away, Ghost Rider teleports away from him. Like nobody really cares about. <laughs> nobody's affected by Colossus being next to them. And it's also kind of weird that he, he's just like very durable. So it's, you can like bodyguard with him and then take no damage. And then he can't bodyguard again or taunt rather. Yeah, exactly. He usually lacks power, right? Because he's not taking damage and he's not doing damage with his attacks either. So he just doesn't have power and doesn't do anything. Yeah. I, I feel like AMG just went way too hard in the durability department and they took away everything else to like make him a well-rounded model. But I don't know. I think Colossus being medium move, medium base opens up some cool things and he can just stand on the researcher. He can't be moved by Ghost Rider, which is nice. And he, There's some cool stuff with him. X-Slam's a really good attack. Yeah, I think, I mean, particularly into Ghost Rider, I think he's a, he's a good choice because he avoids the push. His, his spender has a stagger and stun, which is killing Ghost Rider, right? If you stun him and stagger him. But other than that, I, I don't find him much uses, to be honest. And then next up, I'm going to ask about Rogue. I had a big discussion about Rogue on the Brotherhood episode, but what are your thoughts on her? Yeah, Rogue is another one that keeps on coming up and out, coming coming in and, and, and out of my rosters because... On paper, she's amazing, right? She, she does everything. She controls, she throws, she throws, she kills. She does everything, right, on paper. But I find her quite dice-dependent as well because at the end of the day, if you don't, if you are not dealing damage, you are not getting power, and with that, you are not being able to do anything with her with her power, right? So, or, or, or any of the things that she's able to do. So, you know, I... I I usually like every three months <laughs> she makes it into my roster again when I look at her when I look at her car again and then like two months later after playing her for a while she's out again. 
So it's like a love and hate story for, for the past year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue is another, just one of those medium movers with the five dice attack. And you're kind of hoping that it connects. It can be a rough spot to be in, but mutant absorption is really great. Shout outs to that. And there's a lot more rogue talk on the brotherhood episode that we did. And then a couple more Psylocke. I love Psylocke. I think she might have a place in my roster. Still web warriors have been a problem for me. <laughs> I don't know. Psylocke. I think she, she misses cover, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Psylocke is probably the most impacted by the change in the in the leader in the leadership by the nerf, because she was kind of tanky before. She she either had you know martial artist or she had the cover right. Now when she's attacked from range three, she's going down. I said you know six on, on his healthy side and five on his injured side, with three dice physical. Uh, I find her. Too squishy, to be honest. Yeah, Psylocke is definitely not durable. She's a glass cannon for sure. But I, I've I've enjoyed playing Psylocke. I'm still kind of iffy on her still, but she's in my list at the moment. And then, have you played any Emma in X Men? You had you had like a Hellfire duel at WTC, but yeah. So I played a little bit, you know, because of her card, basically, because my idea was like in on on D maps to be able to play Emma on one side and then uh, Logan on the other and then play her card so that Logan would move for free and then, you know, have Logan as a menace uh, to, to the to the secure, right? So that he, he would be able to do two attacks. And then, you know, Emma threatening the other the other secure, right? So that, you know, if, if, if someone went there, she, would, she could do her attack and with a little bit of luck, displace that character, right? Um, but then I didn't get enough value out of her. I think out of her leadership, she's not, uh, she's not great. I was playing her in WTC indeed, uh, because I needed to have sort of a, you know, a, a plan for when my opponent really wanted to kill me, right. <laughs> or had enough, you know, things to kill me. Right. And for that, you know, I had Juggernaut, I had Emma, I had, well, I had the leadership of Emma. I had Colossus and I had Dynamo, right? So that was kind of difficult to kill. But that's that's basically all I have played from her. I think she has a great spot right now with so much deal because she's a great counter to, to, to Bill. Mystic attack without reaction, she kills Bill very easily. Yeah, if she's just like hitting spenders in a Bill, he's just dead. It can be very good. I find I've played a lot of Emma in X-Men and in Hellfire and I've and when I play her in X-Men I played Headmistress but she's been fun. I think she's like Cyclops in that she's really dice dependent. I do find that the 6 health helps her survive and like the automatic brace that she has so like people have to roll well to kill her. I think that the most usual mistake you make with her at the beginning is to transform her every time she's going to get hit you 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 transform her, right? And that's a huge mistake, right? Because then when she's on her on her diamond form, she doesn't do anything. Yeah, unless there's like, I kind of feel like you should never go on a diamond form unless there is immediate value from going to diamond form. Like I've gone to diamond form because I, by like place one, I got a terrain throw into an opponent that didn't have brace online anymore, which that was useful. But it's very rare that those things happen. Otherwise, you're better off just biting the bullet. And if you die, you die. At least you have a, a double spender in mystic mode activation, probably. 
And then as far as Headmistress goes, I like the card. I think it's good. It's like, okay, using it on round one to just move one person. I don't think it's amazing. Saving it for later is also okay. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of weird now with the leadership change because you can only move X-Men models that aren't holding anything, but your X-Men models are the ones that are probably grabbing things because they have first class and have to, they can steal with the, the jump or something or to me. So I find there's like a count, there's an anti-synergy there now. And I, I don't know if Emma's going to stick around for me. I do think there's a world where you could run a Hellfire duel with X-Men maybe and play like Bill and Black Hat or something. But do we talk about Domino? I think Domino is pretty common in X-Men lists these days. Yeah, some people would call me crazy for not having Domino <laughs> because I, I see Domino in almost every X-Men list and I think she's a, she's a great pick. It's just another one that really doesn't fit my style, right? She's a... She's a killing character. She, to me, it lacks it lacks mobility, right? It lacks movement, and and you know, for for my game, which is you know picking up extracts and running away, uh, like if I was like if I was playing Web Warriors, almost you know, it doesn't fit my playstyle. Uh, so that's why she's out, really. I guess I should ask about Cable and Gene. You start with Cable. How do you feel about him? Um, Cable, I tried him when they did the boost, right, and. You know, I think he's great, and I think he's he has a an amazing kit. You know, with uh, all he can do, uh, protecting his the, the, you know his his uh, colleagues, and you know, and and shooting like crazy with the rerolls and uh, killing a lot of stuff and throwing. I think his kit is amazing. It's just when I have played him, and and I'm you know I'm always doubting, huh, to be honest, uh, in terms of the five uh, to to be chosen. Well, I mean. Not anymore after Ultron, to be honest. But but before Ultron, I was really doubtful in terms of Cable or uh, Juggernaut. And the reason I, I, I tend to go for Juggernaut rather than, than Cable is that Cable is kind of a squeezy for being a five threat, right? If you shoot him, he's going to die, even with the added dice and so on. And that's basically when he was leaving me, you know, when, when he was not accomplishing what I was looking uh, for him to do. Yeah, my experience with Cable is he's really good and I like him, but I don't feel like he offers anything to X-Men that like Ultron doesn't. I think I think Ultron just kind of nudges him out, even though Cable's affiliated. But Cable's a good character, and if someone wants to play like really thematic, can't go wrong with him. And then have you played any Jean since she's been updated? No, Jean I have not played at all. Yeah, I've I haven't either. I've watched Jean on the table, and she's better, obviously, but she still is like a character that kind of wants to go last a lot of the time and has like a three threats worth of durability. And it's just, it's rough. Yeah. I don't, not a huge fan of Jean's design. Walk, walk, throw is a fun turn. It's a fun round one rather, but as the game goes on, I don't know. I don't know about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I actually don't, don't even own the, the model. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's another reason for not playing her. We'll get Phoenix one day and that's when Jean will be on my team. Okay. So we should talk about Ultron. Uh, I'll just let you take it off. Yeah, so I mean, Ultron is is is, is great in in in, in X Men. I mean, the the X Men hub for for I, I was really doubtful to be honest because I I was playing for for quite some time. I was playing at Red Skull and you know in in a kind of a similar role to to Ultron. But I was actually talking to uh, to Nate because I saw that he he did pretty good in a in a big tournament. I can't remember uh, which one it was playing Ultron and I was talking to him through Discord and he told me that Ultron was uh, amazing 
And so I immediately like bought the model and started playing Ultron. And I, I was, you know, I was into it automatically <laughs> compared to compared to Red Skull. So basically, I mean, the, the what he gets out of the hop, he gets a huge range of attack. I mean, when he's hopping, he can if he's in the middle of the board, he can basically attack, you know, anywhere, right? Uh, with a with a move. And then potentially, depending on the objectives, he can even displace enemy models and so on. And then like the grants, even though they seem very bad, when you are, I mean, the feeling of playing those grants is great because you are playing them like you don't care about anything at the end of the day, right? You just move, move or move, shoot, and you don't care about where you're, where you are placing them. You don't care about if they kill you or not, right, at the end of the day. And so, you know, and, and it's a great feeling when, when suddenly you get a spike out of the grants, right? Because you don't expect anything out of them, right? Uh, so, yeah, it's, he's, uh, he's, he's amazing. Ultron is, is, is an amazing character, really, for example. Yeah, he, he's kind of everything you wish Gene was. Like, he has a true bow, where Gene has, like, this weird push thing that is hard to use. He has the same terrain throw. He is more durable, his builder is better. He has a basically the suspender is the same. He comes with grunts and he has Age of Ultron too, so you can jam him up the middle and not be worried that he's gonna die. Yeah, and, and, and Age of Ultron creates a huge puzzle for your opponent, right? Because I mean if you have Ultron uh, and he's not he's on his uh, flip side, he's like full of power, right? And and he's close to 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 your to your characters, right? Or to the enemy characters. I mean, the enemy doesn't really know what to do, right? Like, what do you do? Do you, you, you do you kill him and then you play Age of Ultron, or do you leave him with ten power to do, you know, to kill all your characters, right? So there is no good option, right? So he's very, very annoying. Yeah, yeah, there is the the situation where Ultron can daze, and then he has a ton of power, and then if you choose to spend all of it, you can not have enough if they kill you to play Age of Ultron, which is something to consider, but. Yeah, he definitely causes a problem for your opponent, and he's hard to deal with. Um, he's a little dice dependent, but he has bow and some throws to make up for it, and the grunts, obviously. So, but yeah, Ultron's awesome. Just off, the, you hop him off the deployment zone, and he can like shoot the back B point. It's kind of nutty. <laughs> okay, let's get into your splashes here. So, you have a Black Order splash with Senor Thanos and Cosmic Ghost Rider. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, so basically, as uh, as I was saying, I was trying to find the solution for X-Men on central extracts, right? Because, of course, they are not great. Like, you know, if particularly if you are if you are losing, you know, if you are losing priority and you get thrown into uh, demons or you get thrown into uh, even Gamma, right? It's, it's very, very rough, right, to play that game. Particularly not having uh, priority because then, you know, your opponent is going to you know, get your central extract, and then best case scenario, you run three two, or if it's an F extract, and one of your characters is going to be sitting on 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 the enemy's back point, right? Which is also not a great position. So you know, I, I was really struggling to see, okay, what do I do in order to counter this, right? And particularly guardians, you know, guardians with cosmic ghost rider, it was it was a nightmare, right? And it's a nightmare in the in the current meta. And so I was trying, you know, I was trying, of course, you know, Luke Cage, I was trying Crimson Dynamo, I was trying a beta reveal, et cetera, right? And then so at, at a certain point, I was like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's fight fire with fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
if I mean you're going to try to kill me, I'm going to try to kill you. That's it. <laughs> you know, let's let's just just smack each other right in the face. And so yeah, I mean that's that's my my peak for when I don't get or the, when I don't get priority. I usually get you know Thanos and, and Cosmic Ghost Rider on the board, and then depending on the threat level, I can I can get anything right for the most part, except for fifteen of course, because Thanos and Cosmic Ghost Rider are fourteen already. But other than that, I think I have a good a good squad at any point level, you know, with a better reveal with Hulk, Ultron, and with X twenty three if we play at seventeen. Has that Black Order squad worked out for you in those times that you wanted it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it has worked out to me uh, pretty well, to be honest. Because uh, you know, again, like if it's a, if it's a sixteen, I play them with either Honey Badger or Toad, depending on which is my two threat for the moment. If it's a 17, I play them with X23. 18, I play them with uh, Beta Reveal. Uh, 19 is my favorite uh, to play them with Ultron because I think Ultron into uh, into Cosmic Ghost Rider with Guardians is very, very good. He cannot get pushed. Uh, he has, you know, he has good dice if they are, you know, if, if they are boosted by Thanos. Then at 20, I play uh, with Hulk, of course. Um and, 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 you know, basically at the end of the day, you are playing three models. Guardians, they, they have like five, six models at, the, at those threat levels, right? Uh, usually five. And you just, you know, kill them one by one. And, they, and if they play aggressive, you are going to daze, you know, Cosmic Ghost Rider. And then the next round, you are going to kill it. You are going to KO it. So, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it has been working pretty good for me. And it has been a good solution for, for those kind of uh, central secures. I mean, so do you find Hulk is, like, does Hulk go down when you put him into Guardians? Like, let's say it's Guardians at 20, like, they're probably packing Cosmic and Bill? Yeah, I mean, maybe yes. To be honest, I have not played uh, at 20 against Guardians. I have played at 19, uh, at 17, and at 16. But I have not played 20 into Guardians, to be honest. So I'm not sure how Hulk would do against the Guardians. But what I do is I also have an advanced defensive deck. So basically for, for that matchup, so basically what I do is, you know, I have Sacrifice, I have Recalibration Matrix, I have Fallback. Also, Blood to Spare is amazing in Cosmic Ghost Rider, right? Boosted by Thanos, you are doing an 8-dice attack with Cosmic Ghost Rider. And then I have Patch-Up, right? And Age of Ultron, of course, if we are playing 19. So, you know, I have a bunch of defensive tech for that matchup, and I, I'm usually in the in the driver's seat, to be honest, during those, during those matchups. Also, something to highlight regarding uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider is he's also uh, my solution for Web Warriors because at the end of the day, you know, uh, when I'm when I'm playing X Men, you don't have a really good matchup against Web Warriors because they, I mean, you are good at scoring, but they are also very very good at scoring, right? So usually, what I do there is I I play X Men and I splash uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider in order to uh, kill webs, basically. Interesting. Yeah. Do you find that? They could because you don't have crew of the Milano. Do you find that staggering them staggering Ghost Rider is a problem? I have not found it to be a problem, to be honest. Because usually, as I was uh, sharing, I usually played uh, with uh, you know against Kili teams, and usually like Guardians don't really have uh, people to stagger. Well, yeah, Warriors they well Warriors they do, but what you do is you you I mean you try to kill Black Cat as soon as possible, right, in order to avoid that. Um, so, I mean, for the moment, it has not been a real issue, but yeah, it's, it's a puzzle that you need to solve as well, of course. 
yeah, I found I found the the webs matchup for X Men to be pretty challenging if they win priority. Just the whole I'm now on Scoundrels or Map D or something, and they steal some kind of extract, and I have to play but from behind. X Men don't seem to play super well from behind. I don't know what what's your experience with that. Like if if you didn't have access to Cosmic Ghost Rider, what would be your Web Warriors plan? So if I didn't have Cosmic, probably Psylocke. That would be my my choice. And yeah. I don't think I will have much of a choice, to be honest, other than that. Yeah, I think at the moment my yeah, my solution is, is Cosmic. And if Cosmic, I mean, when, when they nerf Cosmic, which I hope they do, <laughs> honestly, it, it would be Psylocke. Psylocke would come into my roster for that matchup. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment as well. Uh, but we'll see how it turns out. Okay, so we spoke briefly about the tactics cards. So could you read them off and we'll talk about them? So I have uh, to be my X-Men, of course, uh, First Class, of course, Exceptional Healing, Sacrifice, Recalibration Matrix, Mission Objective, Fallback, God to Spare, Patch Up, and Age of Ultron. The, the only difficulty about uh, having this uh, double affiliation is that you need to make some difficult tactical uh, choices. So, for example, I have Sacrifice and uh, Patch Up, uh, so I'm really missing uh, Brace for when I'm playing X-Men. But then if I didn't have Sacrifice and Patch Up, I would miss those when I'm playing Black Order on a central extract, or sorry, a central secure. So that's, you know, a little bit the challenging part about playing a, a double affiliated roster. Yeah, it seems to be like the Patch Up, Brace, Sacrifice, Trinity can make it so that the double affiliation when like one of your factions plays tall and the other one doesn't. Like you kind of get, you have to make a decision how which one you want to hedge towards. But I suppose if you feel comfortable enough, like when you win Pryo playing X-Men, that you don't have a uh, brace, that it's probably want to put more gas into the, the non-Pryo plan. Cool. So to me, my X-Men I find is just an amazing card. Do you find yourself running it just to steal stuff on the midline? Or do you save it for later to try to, if like a board state appears where it's really good? No, I always use it uh, to steal uh, in, the, in, the, in the first round uh, from the middle. It's 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 amazing. I mean, to me, it's basically my preferred choice instead of the X Men Hub. Uh, I usually save the X Men the X Men Hub uh, for later, and then I use to me my X Men as my first activation, which can be depending on the mission. It can be their beast, you know, getting the central extract, or if it's cubes, it's usually then X twenty three because you can pick up two cubes right with to me my X Men. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a crazy uh, good car, indeed. Yeah, and even if you don't have priority and it's an F map, it's, it's, it's also very useful, right? Because you can double move with uh, Beast, get the opponent's extract, and then play to me my X-Men to, to, to get Beast on a, safer, on a safer position. I probably should be using it more to steal the midline. You can, you can steal the midline with any X-Men model with this card. You just have to deploy them outwards from the objective so that they get short move towards your middle or whatever and then they can single move to the midline grab and walk back do you find that the short move back is enough for beast when you do that i mean it's not amazing it's not of course as safe as you know the central extract for sure but it's you know it's a way to to still win on extracts on round one a little bit safer than than what you would normally do and then first class i struggle bringing it when i'm not on pay to flips like it feels bad to just have it for like two extract pickups or something. I don't know what's your experience with it. 
I think it really depends on what's your plan for uh, round two, right? So I, I don't know. For example, if I know that my my opponent is going to come into me, um, I would be using first class basically to enable some round two plays, right? So to enable, you know, Beast to do a throw, you know, X twenty three to do her uh, spender. So it, it really depends on what you're planning to do on, on one on round two. Storm to do her, you know to boost her, her attack. So yeah, I think it depends on, on, on your plan. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Having the two power up for beast storm and X 23 is pretty relevant. Even Psylocke is another one. If you're playing a rogue with charge Cyclops has hit and run. There's a lot of two power things going on. Exceptional healings here, obviously for your healing factor characters, <laughs> there's really no reason to not everyone plays it. If they're playing Logan X 23, it's just how it is. And then we talked about sacrifice and patch up. Uh, I guess why did you hedge towards sack and patch up instead of brace? I, maybe you explained that, but I'm, maybe I missed it. So I mean, usually I would go for a sacrifice and brace if I was only playing X Men. But you know, patch up on Thanos is 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 amazing when you are playing on a central on a central secure, and so I, I need that in order to keep Thanos alive because otherwise people tend to go after Thanos uh, a lot, right? And and then, you know, I find that when you are, like, when I'm playing, like, Cosmic, Ghost Rider, Thanos, and, you know, whatever other character, you know, the throw is not, you know, people throwing things into you, into you is not that relevant, right? Because Thanos has the damage mitigation, Cosmic Ghost Rider counts as calls when he's dodging, and so, you know, my, my, let's say my core to play on a central secure is not really, uh, you know, threatened by people throwing stuff onto me, right? And, you know, when I'm playing X-Men, uh, I usually have the, the, a little bit the advantage, let's say, uh, because I, I, I usually get the extract lead. Uh, I'm usually on the driver's seat because I have the priority. And so I, I, it's true that I usually miss it a little bit. But as you said, I prefer to go a little bit a little bit stronger on my let's say weakest uh, affiliation, and try to you know try to compensate with my strongest uh, affiliation. Yep, fair enough. That's what I figured. And then we have Recal, which is probably just a Thanos or a Ghost Rider card, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing on on Thanos and on Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's it's just an amazing card with them counting as goals. It's it, it changes games, right? Yep, it makes sense. In fact, Recal just won me a game, my timelines game the other day. <laughs> Kept Juggernaut alive. So, and then Mission Objective and Fallback are just some of the best unaffiliated cards that you could be playing. Yeah, Mission Objective. I when I'm playing X Men, I hate the Spider Foes. I think like I play like eighty percent of my games is against the Spider Foes. I I don't know why, but I always you know, lose against the spider force with X-Men. And one of the reasons is, of course, Rhino, right? And, you know, mission objective has to be there against Rhino, for sure. Yeah, if anyone's unfamiliar with that interaction, if Rhino tries to rob you and you can mission objective it off to one of your other models, Rhino, the card, Rhino's card essentially does nothing. Like, you don't get thrown, you don't, the extra gets moved, so it doesn't get dropped. It's, it's basically counterspell into him. Yeah, and then fallback is just a great card overall. It, it fits any game plan. Yep, not a whole lot to say about fullback. It's really, really useful. The more you play it, the better it gets, in my experience. And then we have Blood Despair, which is your only Black Order card. I think Blood Despair is great. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, particularly on, on Cosmic Ghost Rider, it's, it's amazing, right? I mean, you usually don't want to, you usually don't want to shoot at Cosmic Ghost Rider because you want, you don't want to give him power for his spender. But if he has blood to spare active, then it's even worse, right? Because he can basically one shot any character with, with the, with the blood to spare, right? Just, just as a counter attack. So yeah, it's a, it's a great card. I do have to ask, there's no mothership here, probably because there's no space, but also Ghost Rider maybe doesn't need it and doesn't want to spend for it. So, Yeah, exactly. I found that, uh, I mean, what, since I'm, I'm, I'm usually playing only three characters, right? And so when, well, I'm, I am playing three characters when I'm playing Black Order. One of them is always having an extract, which is Thanos. And so he cannot use mothership. Um, and then Cosmic Ghost Rider doesn't really need it. He has so much, you know, uh, movement capabilities. And then if he's far away, even Thanos can help him out, right? With the space and uh, and, and with the and with the Cosmic Portal, he can help him out uh, to 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 get closer. So yeah, there, there is no need for Mothership in my experience. That makes sense. And then we have Age of Ultron here, which is kind of just a staple Ultron card. I will say it's a staple in the ten and not in the five all the time. If you don't think your opponent's going to kill Ultron, then there's not really reason to bring it. I, to be honest, I always bring it when, well, I mean, unless, let's say, I'm playing against Web Warriors, right? <laughs> when they are most likely not going to kill, uh, to kill Ultron. But I've, other than that, I think I always bring it. And there are many games in which uh, I, 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 I don't use it at the end of the game. But it's true that for the most part, it, let's say, you don't use it basically because people don't go against Ultron because of Age of Ultron, right? Otherwise, I think Ultron without Age of Ultron is kind of a squeezy. So, yeah, I, I, I tend to bring it always just in case because it makes Ultron much more decisive in my experience. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I'm, I guess I'm talking about, yeah, like Web Warriors or even maybe Hellfire. If like Ultron's not really fighting Bill, then they don't really have a great way to kill him. But yeah, important thing to note for listeners is Ultron's grunts. Their explosion is like not... It's ambiguous as to whether it's mandatory or not, and that's like currently a rules thing. So, if you're playing him in events, you have to make sure your you and your opponent are on the same page on how his explosion operates because it's a reaction ability, but it doesn't say may. So, it's like, do you have to do it or not? Is it affected by root, like or shapeshifter or whatever? There's a lot of questions around it. I didn't know that actually. I think I thought it was mandatory. Yeah. So it's it doesn't say may. But the core rules say reactive superpowers are optional. But if you read other reactive superpowers, like basically every other reactive superpower in the game, they all say may. This one doesn't for some reason. So uh, it seems like it should be an innate and it isn't. So waiting on AMG to tell us what to do with that. Okay, so we have some crises here. Secures are uh, portals, uh for Run City with Spider People, Riot's Spark, Cover Extremist 3.0, Mutant Madman, and yeah, they are pretty standard for, for X-Men, right? I mean the two the two pay to flips, Mutant Madman and Portals, and then Extremist, which is a map D with their mobility, they do great on, on that as well in my experience. Um, and so yeah, pretty standard pretty standard choices. Of course, my preferred choice is portals. I tend to I, I have a a squad that I'm very happy to run on portals at 18, which is basically a Storm, Beast, X23, and then Ultron and Bill. And I think that's that that's really that's really great on, on portals because 
you have a lot of mobility, a lot of movement. You have three characters that have four energy defense. You have Bill that has you know two powers a turn to to interact and can throw. And I think it's a really really great squad at, at eighteen points. Do you think Bill is better in that slot than Logan? I find him better indeed. First, you know he has. You know, his guaranteed uh, displacement, uh, I find it better. Whereas uh, Logan, you need to be in range uh, in order to, you know, to attack and then and then throw the other, the other character, right, with your, with, with your attack. Whereas Bill, you can double move uh, and then throw, right? Uh, I mean, he's, he's able to, to, to stay on a point or to hold his position uh, better than, than Logan. And he has a better uh, movement uh, than than Logan. So yeah, I, I I like him better. He can also hold an extract uh, better than Logan, even with exceptional healer and so on. So yeah, uh, I have found him better than Logan. Fair enough. Yeah, I think Spider Portals and Madman are still kind of the go-tos for X-Men. The third is kind of up in the air. I think it depends on like if you want to play a dual faction or not. And then I really do think Meteors is great for x-men especially if you're running the ultron build i found like ultron plus a bunch of fighting characters like domino logan whatever can outfight a lot of teams on meteors i have not tried uh meteors with uh ultron but uh i may give it a shot because uh, when i was trying uh meteors it was not with uh with ultron um and so maybe that changes the the, the picture i the thing with meteors is that you need to know what you do with a storm, right? Because a storm doesn't really want to go into the middle. And so I find it hard to understand what I do with a storm in, in meteors for her not to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, you can have storm post up on maybe a more a secure, closer secure. It depends on if how much your opponent's threatening it. It's on my to-do list, but I still want to try Cyclops lead on that. Which, which might be useful, but I'm not sure yet. But I have like Meteors. I found some combination of like Ultron X-23 Domino is really good at fighting. Do you find Riots to be a problem into other scoring teams like Web Warriors? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, my, let's say my nightmare against Web Warriors is, I, yeah, to, to, to play in Riots indeed. Because, you know, in Riots, I have the advantage against uh, most uh, teams, except uh, precisely against uh, Web Warriors. That's where uh, Cosmic Go- uh, Ghost Rider comes in uh, to, to help me out on that matchup. Yeah, I, I still think the, the other two paid flips are really standard for X-Men, and I don't, I don't see that going anywhere. Uh, all right, so tell me about your extracts, because they're a little... I don't know, X-Men extracts are kind of in the up in the air right now, but tell me why you settled on these. Yeah, so I have always had uh, the issue with X-Men of, okay, what happens if I don't get priority, right? And then I get caught in my in, in my extracts, which I have been playing, you know, for the most part, I have always been playing like the, the extracts that X-Men like, right? Like, so cubes, portals, sorry, speeder portals, and paranoia, right? But uh, but then, you know, the, the, the situation where I was finding myself was, Okay, now I, I didn't get the priority, and so I'm getting my extracts, but I don't have the priority. So the opponent is, you know, getting the central the, the central extract. If it's, you know, if it's um, uh, Spider Force, even worse, right? Because then they are using Sinister Traps on, on one of the other extracts. So that's even worse, you know, and, and, and it would leave me in very difficult spots at the end of the day, right? Because I'm not really 
a secure team, right? They don't have a lot of displacement, particularly on round one. And so, you know, I, it, was, it was very difficult for me. I was really struggling on that, on that situation. So that's where I basically said, okay, I have Black Order with Cosmic as my plan B. And so basically, let's play, let's have extracts that are good for, for Black Order, right? So that's where uh, Deadly Legacy came in, Alien Ship, and then Hammers. Yeah, I, I've kind of found the same thing. Like, you would think that X-Men would want to play cubes because it's fast and you have healing factor characters, but like uh, something like Web Warriors or Hellfire wins priority, puts you on their stuff, and then they midline steal because the access to midline stealing is so low cost right now. It can just be extremely frustrating to play back from. Yeah, and even if you are playing against like Shield, for example, and they have the and they have the initiative, right? How do you get the the, the, the central extract back from them, right? Do you, do you get into their shooting line, right, or what do you do? <laughs> because you are going to get killed. So yeah, even Shield plays like Eye in the Sky, or not Eye on the Prize and Hella, maybe as well. So it's like everybody's midline stealing these days, and it's just really rough to try to come back from if you're not webs or hellfire with a million steals in my experience i've i've moved to or it's in my to to mess around queue right now with alien ship and virus i found that x-men are better at fighting than they are like they're better at fighting other fighting teams than they are at playing scenario into other scenario teams in my experience yeah, I mean, like, you can run a bunch of really killy threes, right? Because you can run, like, X-23, Domino. You can have also Honey Badger to help you out. You also can have uh, Psylocke, of course, Logan. So, yeah, like, if you want to kill, you have options to kill, that's for sure. Yeah, I found that you can run Ultron and Healing Factor characters, and you just have a bunch of ways to not die. And you can brawl pretty well. And that's better than... Like going down a three-two on not pay to flips, and then you're just bleeding to death slowly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I, I think that's probably where the X Men extract exploration needs to happen is in maybe slightly slower things. I don't think I would go so far as to play researcher. Yeah, I I explored a little bit with uh, researcher, particularly considering my my splash black order. But then since I didn't have a, a 15 thread black order because <laughs> I had 14, I decided not to give away one one thread level. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like Montesi would be really fun, but it's just so advantageous for the priority player. I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about like X-Men into scenario teams without any steals? Like if if you're playing X-Men and you don't have Voodoo or Pyro or Black Cat or Rhino, whatever. Like, do you think X Men need a steal to function into scenario teams or not? Yeah, I think they do. When I'm when I'm playing, you know, without the double affiliation, when I'm when I'm playing, you know, a bit more thematic squads, right, or rosters. Uh, yeah, I, I I tend to include. I I love Black Cat and and Rhino, of course. But particularly, I think that with Black Cat, I think they did a great uh, job with the with the nerf because uh, she she's right now. I find her even better than than before. Right now, she's very tanky, and she can steal uh, steal an extract from your opponent. Right, so yeah, I, I tend to include uh, Black Cat a lot, and she also offers a lot of solutions for like you know with her with her stagger for for big guys and for uh, threats and so on. So yeah, yeah, she's she's a very common splash in my in my rosters. 
Yeah, I've messed around with some X-Men Black Cat a little bit. I felt slightly pillow-fisted, but like I said, there might be a build there where you can play Black Cat with Hellfire in an in a X-Men list. And then, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure though. I don't I don't it really comes down to like is Hellfire good into Web Warriors and I think it's probably even. I I I think yeah. Yeah, I think it's more or less even because you, you're most likely going to have less characters, right? Because your characters are uh, more expensive than, than than the ones from Web Warriors for the most part, particularly your leader, right? But but then you are going to get much more power than than webs, right? And that's going to give you an advantage. So you know maybe at at uh, you know big threat levels, like when you are playing at eighteen, twenty, so on. Maybe uh, Hellfire has the advantage, but then at low threat levels, I, probably webs have the advantage, right? Probably, yeah. I think the the game typically is what like I think round one's probably sort of even, and then round two, I think Hellfire has a big turn, and then like maybe three, it's even, and then the late game, I think, is favored webs. But yeah, I I don't think they're super different. But if you're not playing like a fully tuned Hellfire list, then is it really worth it? I don't know. Maybe not. All right. Is there anything else I missed about X-Men? Surely there's a ton. Oh, I guess I... Do you have any like round one plays that you like or could share? I mean, I probably could use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when I'm playing, well, of course, the, the one with X-23 uh, in cubes, I love it. You know, having X-23 holding two, two cubes is great, uh, particularly because then next round you have three power and if someone is attacking you, you have exceptional healing online, right? So that's great. And then one that I love as well is when I'm playing Juggernaut, you can actually get round one with To Me My X-Men. You know, you can basically place Juggernaut in the in the middle, right in front of the of the central cube, then play To Me My X-Men so that you move slightly ahead, you know, beast, then hop over beast with a Juggernaut, pick up a cube, and then move to the opponent's cube, right? So that you would basically pick the central cube and then one of the opponent's cubes, right? And then you are, you still have the two cubes in your side untouched, and you already have two cubes, right? The, of course, that leaves Juggernaut on the opponent's side, right? But it's Juggernaut, so it's tanky, right? Um, and you can pick the weaker side as well, right? So Yeah, exactly. You can select to which side you go, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. I think... You definitely leave yourself open to because like Juggernaut probably has to be your first activation on round two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you got to make sure your other models are in position. So so the exact play is to me beast forward, jump off beast, grab cube, like move move, grab theirs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, sick. And then the, the X twenty three play is you to me her forward. She grabs the middle cube, walks back, and grabs a close one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually pretty sweet. Is there anything else? I, I'm desperate for tech. <laughs> no, I, I like when I when I was playing. I, I have played a lot of Black Panther as well with X Men, and I I usually played him in Newton. And basically, I was you know hoping doing the hop in round one, and then you moved along, and then you would be able to displace any character in with his push. Well, unless it's size four, right? <laughs> In, in his mutant madman and then if you are a little bit lucky then you can at least get one power so that you can interact with the mutant madman and you know usually the most characters they would have is two characters sitting on their mutant madman and then you are displacing one 
So you, you, you would just, you know, even in the worst scenario, you would just need to get two successes on, on, on four dice, right? So yeah, you can do that with Ultron as well, of course, <laughs> except with his displacement. Uh, so Ultron does it even better, but at five threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a turn against Lucas in the US versus Canada where he had Groot on the back Madman, or Groot and Bill. Ultron drones walk up, jump off the grunts, shoot Groot. I like one shot him with like crazy dice and then bowed Bill off the point and walked on and flipped it. Yeah, Ultron, he's great. Something I think that else that might be relevant is if Cosmic Ghost Rider got nerfed and he wasn't that good anymore, what where do you see yourself going with X-Men? So first, I'm, I'm really excited to see what, you know, the, the upcoming uh, releases can bring to the table. So particularly, I, I, I have a lot of hype for Xavier. Let's see what he does. And then for Iceman, because to be honest, uh, the, the ones that they released already, like Nightcrawler and, and Kitty, I don't really love them. Um, I think like, you know, Nightcrawler, there is like all this buzz around, like he can do like, I don't know, like 100 damage, you know, in in a single in a single attack, right? <laughs> if you are like extremely lucky, right? But other than that, uh, you know, I think that's a very fancy play and you know, some something you know cute. But other than that, I I, I don't see much use out of out of Nightcrawler. Might might be wrong. Huh? I need to, of course, I need to try him in the table, right? Uh, so uh, let, let's see. And then with with Kitty, I also don't find her too interesting. Maybe for like map D, if you have Guardians in front and you don't want to play Beast. Uh, but again, I love Beast, so I, I would not really be replacing uh, Beast even in that scenario. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Xavier and for uh, Iceman. Let's see let's see what they what they can bring. And then also, I guess I need to test a little bit more Cyclops because probably I have not played him enough to really judge. Yeah, I, I I agree. I do one thing. I'm I am actually really excited for Nightcrawler and Kitty. I think having the affiliated long mover will be huge because obviously she gets access to all the cards while being a long mover. She can grab close scrolls really easily, whereas like your only option was Beast, unless you have a splash character. But and Kitty's attacks are mathematically good, and she offers like she can has an incinerate gainer, which I like. But as far as Nightcrawler goes, I think X Men. I think Nightcrawler is really good into Web Warriors, <laughs> which is a really hard matchup. So in Nightcrawler, he's the teleports, get around Spider Tracker. He auto stuns them, which like ruins their power generation. Uh, they can't punch him back very easily. I'm pre- I'm pretty excited for Nightcrawler for that very reason. But yeah, so yeah, and I talked a bunch about Cyclops, but I, I really like Cyclops. I don't know if he'll leave. It really depends on like what Xavier and Iceman and Bishop do. Oh yeah, I was forgetting about Bishop. Yeah, that's another one that I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, of course, you know, the, the the thing that is going to be busted for sure is the card, Xavier Dreams. That's, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't even know how how they are going to print that card. Really, it's so busted. I mean, it's just, my God. <laughs> it's extremely good, but it does have a few limiting things where, like, the less models you have or the more your models are dazed, like, it, the worse it becomes. And it can't reduce damage. Like, it's not, like, exceptional where it doesn't care about how much damage so if there's like 10 damage coming in and you can only reduce by three, but you're still dead, it doesn't do anything. So there is a little bit to it, but it is it is a really top tier card for sure. And models like Psylocke are going to feel a lot better with that card being around. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be difficult to, to you know, to, to decide on the cards, to be honest, because 
I mean, to me, my X-Men, First Class, and, and Xavier Dreams are going to be, for the most part, the staple to the affiliation. And then, yeah, well, maybe the other two restricted, right? <laughs> so Brace and, and, and Sacrifice, and that's it, right? Yeah, and then it's like, how am I fitting like Exceptional or Age of Ultron or whatever? It's like, ugh. But yeah. So I should, and as is tradition, I like to ask all my guests, what is your most excited for Marvel character to MCP that isn't here yet? That's a great question. I mean, I'm not really into into comics and so on, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not really, I mean, I'm, I'm an MCU fan, right? I have watched, of course, all the movies and so on. But I'm not really a great like follower of any like particular character that has not been that has not been uh, released uh, yet. I mean, I, I play X Men for the most part because I love their their game plan and, and their playstyle, but not because like I love the characters or, or or anything like that. I like them, but it's not like I'm a huge X Men X Men fan, thematically speaking. So I don't know. I, I couldn't tell right now which character I, I, I would love them to to, re- to release at the moment. All right. So your answer is Doctor Doom. Awesome. <laughs> well, now that you mentioned, yeah, yeah. I mean, not the Fantastic Four because, to be honest, I don't like the Fantastic Four at all. <laughs> like the characters, probably because of the movies, because the movies are terrible, right? But yeah, Doctor Doom. Yeah, I think he's cool. Oh, another one that I think would be very cool, and again, maybe because of the movie. Is the 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 bad guy from I can't remember the name the bad guy from from the four from the fourth Thor movie from Love and Thunder, the movie is terrible. But the oh gore, yeah gore, correct. The movie is terrible, but the the character the gore character is great, and then Christian Bale does an amazing uh, role in that in that movie. So it's the only thing that is worth it out of the movie. So. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, Gore, Gore would be really cool in this game. I would be excited to see him. All right, so Gore it is. Great. And then Sploosh likes to know, are you team heroes or team villains? I'm more of a team villains, to be honest, even though I play X-Men. Huh? <laughs> but overall, I, I tend to like the bad guys uh, better. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, we've got Black Order here. So, <laughs> And then is there anything you want to plug for the listeners? Yeah, I wanted to, to share with you guys. I have a, a friend of mine uh, from from here, from Madrid, and he does some amazing things to transport your your models. He does everything made out of wood, so everything very environmental friendly and so on. And it's some great solutions. He does like you know like the scoring platforms, like uh, range rulers, you know the boxes to keep everything in storage on a, on a very easy way and so on. So he has a store and you need to check into, I can share with you the Instagram. It's three feet games. And so, yeah, I think I'm just, you know, check it out because it's, it's really, it's really great what, what he has in there and he's selling through, through Etsy all around the world. So yeah, I mean, check it out. It's great. Very cool. Yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes for anybody that's interested. It's free feet games. All right, SB, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. And listeners, we will see you next time. Bye.